Hey friends, welcome to the Alive Living Podcast. My name is Sarah Raquel Gauthier and I'm excited for our journey together. We are all spiritual beings and that means that we're all on a spiritual journey. Jesus tells us that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but he came so that we could have life and life abundantly. Jesus offers us an opportunity to step into a journey of an abundant life. But what if your life doesn't look very abundant? What if you find yourself stuck on your journey? What if it feels like you're just going through the motions? I believe that we can live this abundant life, that we can live a life in wholeness for purpose, and we can do it when we do it together. So let's stop sleepwalking and start living alive. What is my purpose? I uh, spent about 12 years working with young people and um, I think this is one of the number one questions students would ask or they would want to talk about, you know, like, what am I here for? What's my calling? What's my purpose? Why do I exist? And I don't want to die before I've reached my full potential. And I don't think there's anything inherently wrong or bad about those questions. Like, I think that those are important questions. I think they're questions that speak to our humanity. Um, in the beginning, when God created all of humanity, one of the things that God said to us was, I'm going to give you dominion or stewardship over the earth. And so it wasn't that we would just be with God forever. No, there was an instruction. There was going to be like, yes, you're going to be with God. You are the beloved of God, the blessed of God. Uh, and at the same time, you're going to do something like you're going to you're going to have stewardship. You're going to have dominion. You're going to have this this opportunity to reign in a sense. I think oftentimes where we get it twisted is uh, instead of reigning under the authority of God's kingdom, we want to reign in the authority of our kingdom. And so instead of saying, to God, God, your kingdom come and your will be done. <laughs> Instead, we say my kingdom come and my will be done. And it's not surprising that we do that necessarily, but um, there is something really interesting about the fact that um, there's we are designed to want to do something. And as I've talked about before, our doing should flow out of our being and not the other way around. But unfortunately, I think so much of the way that our culture and our society is set up is that, you know, kids, teenagers, they go to school every day, in and out. They're learning, they're learning, they're learning. The objective of going to high school is to get into college. When you go to college, the objective is that you're going to hopefully learn something so that you can go get a job and then you're going to go work your job or you're going to get a master's degree and then you're going to go work your job, but you're going to do that and then you're going to work your job and then you're going to make your way up the ladder at your job. You start as an entry level position and then you'll work your love way up to manager and director and VP and finally president of a company. And then what happens after that? Right. Um, that's kind of how our culture is set up that we are so defined by what we do, even in the question, like, what do you do for a living? Like oftentimes it's the first question that people ask. And so we become so defined by our doing and not our being. 
what's so radical about the kingdom of God and the kingdom that Jesus ushers in is that for Jesus, our doing flowed out of our being. In the biblical narrative, the text, we see that being comes first and doing is second. Who we are informs what we do. And yet we still have this question and being completely perplexed about what is my purpose and why am I on this earth and what's the point of it all and I don't want to die before reaching my full potential. And um, I was listening to a sermon, it was a, a kind of a collaborative sermon, um, and Mike Todd was in it, this VU conference last year, and I'm, I'm listening to this sermon and, and Mike Todd is, is the closer. And he, he says something that I think rings so true, and he talked about how even Jesus did not reach his full potential. I think about that statement for a moment. Even Jesus did not reach his full potential. If you're like me, when you first hear that, you think, wait, 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 no, of, of course Jesus reached his full potential. Like, he's Jesus. He, he reached his full potential. But really, if you think about it, because Jesus was fully man and fully God, Jesus did not have to go to a cross to die. Jesus could have come into our context, not born as a baby, not lived as a, as a carpenter's son, not, you know, grown up and been on this earth for 33 years, not, not gone to the cross, not resurrected, not ascended to the, he, he didn't have to go through this whole process. He could have come as a full grown prince and ushered in the kingdom of God by overthrowing the, the, prince, the powers and principalities of this world very easily. Jesus had the potential to do that. And yet, Mike Todd says, no, Jesus didn't reach his full potential. He says he reached his full purpose. And his purpose was not to come and overthrow the powers that existed here. His purpose was not to come and overthrow the Roman government. That was not his purpose. No, his purpose was to offer salvation by bringing this good news to all of humanity. God, in his love, would send his son for salvation for everybody so that everybody could experience life and life abundantly so that we wouldn't be separated from God as a result of our sinfulness, as a result of our brokenness and darkness and the things that, the ways that we miss the mark. Now Jesus came to offer us that salvation. And so Mike says it so masterfully that Jesus didn't reach his full potential, but he did reach his full purpose because it's through Jesus, it's through his death and resurrection on the cross that we receive salvation, that we can step into a new way of being human, this way of abundance, this way of life alive. And so when I think about it from that perspective that Jesus did achieve his full purpose, which was to bring and to usher in the good news and the message of salvation, um, it, it has me wondering for, for all of us, like, what is our purpose? What is my purpose? What is my purpose? I think we overcomplicate this question, and I'm the first to, to say that I overcomplicate this question all the time. I, I am constantly, constantly trying to figure out, like, how can I make sure that I'm, I'm living in purpose and I'm walking in purpose? 
And what I love about Jesus's interactions with his disciples is, is he makes it so simple. He says, listen, I want you to be with me. I want you to walk with me. I want you to work with me. I want you to walk alongside me for these three years because I'm preparing you for your purpose. And your purpose is to carry the message that I came to for all. Our purpose is to carry the message, the good news of salvation to others. We are mission carriers. We carry Jesus's mission inside of us. And our purpose is to do that mission, is to carry out that mission. Now, that's going to look extremely different for every single one of us. And that's the beautiful thing that we're all um, unified around this common purpose. But that common purpose gets really specific to individuals based on how you are designed. How are you designed? And so for me, when I think about, um, you know, I, I always thought from the age of, of three, you know, I thought I was going to be a lawyer, which is hilarious. People who know me really well, they'll say to me, Sarah, are you kidding? You're like, you really thought you were going to be a lawyer? I'm like, yes. Um, and they're like, we, the day after we met you, we knew this, this person's not going to be a lawyer forever. Like, it's just not going to happen. And I'm like, why didn't you tell me after I spent all this money on going to law school? And God works all things, and there was a, there's a reason, there's a design, and there's a hardwiring, and so nothing is wasted. My law school degree um, was one of the best things that I ever did. Being able to practice law with small business owners, just an awesome thing that, that I have this opportunity to do. But it, it wasn't necessarily my, my purpose, you know, and I think sometimes we equate our job with our purpose, and that's not necessarily true. And... I've had I've learned this in my own life that um, I know that who God calls me is builder as I've shared with you before and one of the one of the things that um, I'm able to trace in all of my experiences whether it's being a lawyer whether it's being a youth pastor it's being a lead pastor whether it's being um, a manager working in a, the nonprofit space whether it's um, uh, being a friend being a daughter being a mentor being a coach being a colleague, um, I know that part of my purpose and how I show up in the world is really um, building people up to live alive in wholeness for purpose and helping people um, to really live into who they were designed to be. And that is at the core of everything that I've done. And so when I look back on the arc of my life, I can see, okay, God, like this is the way that I carry your mission into the world. Um, I talk a lot about, um, find in my book, Color Me Yellow, finding your voice and the tension between God's promises and their fulfillment. I talk about this idea that each of us, um, our voices can be equated to a color and that you find your voice by finding your color and there's colors that we can look at and there's like this external thing of a color that we can look at and say, okay, that that represents my voice. And for me, I really identify with the color yellow partially because of its um, brightness and it, it can, it stands out and it's, um, you could, it, I think about um, light a lot, light shining in the midst of the darkness. I think a lot about the, the playfulness of yellow and just the, the joy of yellow. And I know that part of 
um, not just who I am, but what I'm called to do is to be light in the midst of some really challenging places. Part of what I'm called to do and, and purposed to do is to be kind of playful and joyful and to be like a, a little burst of sunshine in, in places. And so like I can I can trace the over the arc of my life that it hasn't been even attached to job or profession um, in terms of like purpose. What's your purpose? And so I wonder for you, as you wrestle with this question, what is my purpose? Um, and as you trace back over over the arc of your life and you think about, okay, you know, I understand that I may never reach my full potential in the way of Jesus, but I want to, I would, I do want to, I do want to live a life where I'm walking in purpose. Um, and I think, again, it's important to understand who you are because what you do will flow out of who you are. And so it, it, we really have to get fundamental and, and get go back to basics really around understanding that question of like, who am I? Um, and as Christ followers, we believe that we are children of God, that we are beloved and blessed by our Father. And, and that's it. And we operate from that approval um, and that standing with God. And I think Jesus really illustrates this for us well when he talks in there's a uh, this moment when he gets baptized and the dove falls upon him and the voice from heaven says this is my beloved son in whom I well pleased and this was before Jesus had done anything so we see that God is approving him as in who he is and then immediately the spirit sends him out into the desert he's in the desert tempted for 40 days with satan and he's constantly affirming who he is man does not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of god and he he continues to to lean into who he is and then I see the moment in Luke where he goes into the synagogue and he opens the scroll and he says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me and has anointed me to proclaim good news, to proclaim good news. And then he lists all these different groups that he's called to proclaim good news. That this is his purpose. He's called to share the story of good news. And so I think there's two big questions we have to think about as we think about what is our purpose and how does my doing flow out of my being how does my purpose flow out of my calling? One big question that we have to think about is, how am I hardwired? And a different way to think about that question of how am I hardwired is, what are the things that bring me great joy? Like, what are the, the, the activities that I engage in, the skill sets that I have, the strengths that I have, the experiences that I have? What are the spaces and places where I feel most alive? What am I doing when I feel most alive? How am I hardwired? What, what are the things that get me excited? And that's going to look different, right, for every person. Like, for some of you, it might, it, it, it might, be that like you're hardwiring, you're particularly um, extroverted, so you really like to engage with people, you really like to be around people, you like group projects, you like working with teams, um, that's where you thrive. If you're me, that sounds like a terrible way to spend time. I can't stand group projects, <laughs> it's not where I thrive, but thinking about like how are you hardwired? What are the things that you're doing where you feel most alive? And once you've kind of explored that and reflected on that, a second big question that we have to think about when we're trying to uncover what is my purpose and how is that going to get manifested in me is 
who are the people that God has surrounded me with that have needs? Who are the people that God has surrounded me with that have needs, that need to hear this good news that lives inside of me? Who are the people that um, God wants me to be in relationship with? Who are the people that I'm supposed to walk with in the same way that Jesus walked with the poor, the marginalized, the oppressed, the brokenhearted, the rich? Who are the people that I'm being invited by the Spirit to walk alongside, to stand in solidarity with, to bring this uh, story, this message, this good news, to be a carrier of it? Who are the people? How am I hardwired? Question number one. Question number two, who are the people that I'm being invited to to share with? Um, and again, that's going to look different for, for all of us. Um, there's different communities that we're really passionate about. There's different um, causes that we're really passionate about. And so figuring out for you, like, what, what is it? What is, who, who are the people? Who are the people? And really thinking about um, how can I empathize with them? How can I, how can I stand with them in solidarity? What does it look like to walk alongside them? And um, I could tell you that all of that might evolve over time. Like it might look different in in one season than another season. For me, I was a youth pastor for in a formal sense for 10 years, but I had been working with youth uh, already at that point for four years before I became a formal youth pastor. And so I spent 14 years working with young people. And so young people are always going to be core and crucial. They're always going to be part of the who that, that I'm focused on and that I care about and that I want to stand alongside and want to support and want to make sure that they have a seat at the table always. Um, but I'm not a youth pastor anymore. And so uh, my focus on youth is, is a little bit shifted in this season. Um, and so I think it's seasonal too. And so I think it's always important to ask ourselves these questions and have these reflective moments of like, how am I hardwired? What are the things I'm doing that make me feel alive? What are my giftings? What are my skill sets? What are the, 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 the things that God has given me, the opportunities that God has given me um, and, and hardwired me for and prepared me for? And then who am I supposed to share these things with? And as we begin to explore these questions, I think that it, 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 what happens is that we're able to enter into spaces and to share this good news, to share our story of this good news in a much more real and a much more authentic way. Your story will heal you and your story will heal someone else. And so as you begin to understand how you're hardwired, your experiences, your skills, what you've been through, the message that you carry inside of you, the story that you carry inside of you, then you'll be able to share that story with other people in a way that is powerful, in a way that is authentic as you walk with them, as you stand with them, as you walk alongside them. And so we don't need to overcomplicate purpose. Purpose is, is not as complicated as we, we make it out to be. What is my purpose? It's an important question to ask. But your purpose is already on the inside of you if you will take the time to reflect and think about how are you hardwired and who are the people around you that need to hear the message that you have inside of you, that need to hear your story, that need to just that need you to walk alongside them, that need you to empathize with them, that need you to see them, to know them, and to be with them in solidarity. 
So as we continue our journey together of living alive and wholeness for purpose, um, I just want to invite you to, to continue to explore these questions and to continue to ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, can you give me a sense of like, what are the moments when I feel alive? What are the skills and the experiences and the strengths that you've put in me? How have you designed me, God, in the unique way for the people that you want me to share your good news with, to be a mission carrier to the lost, the broken, the rich, the poor, the skilled, the unskilled, the highly competent, the ones who have nothing at all, who, who are the people that you want me to stand alongside? God, we thank you so much for the opportunities that we get to walk together. Pray, Holy Spirit, that you would continue to teach us what it means that we can stop sleepwalking and start living alive in wholeness for purpose. And as we journey together with you, we would begin to see that we don't need to complicate, overcomplicate what our purpose is. But that Holy Spirit, you would give us insight into how we are hardwired, how we are designed. That even right now, you would bring to mind what are the skills and what are the strengths and what are the experiences and what is the story that we have lived so far in our lives And then at the same time that you would give us clarity about who are the people around us that we need to share that story with? Who are you inviting us to carry your mission to? How can we share the stories, Lord, and the the ways that you have brought us from glory to glory to glory? Like, what does that look like? Thank you, Jesus, because you modeled this so well for us when you didn't choose to come and, and, and come as a prince riding on a white horse and coming to overthrow all of culture and all of government. No, but you came in humility. You came to the least of these to show us how you are with us in solidarity and all the way up into the end, Lord. When you went to the cross and you took on our sin and you resurrected, showing us that death could not hold you down. And that's the good news that we celebrate. Thank you, God. And we receive that good news for ourselves. And then we were reminded that as we receive that good news, then we become carriers of that message to others. I pray, God, that we wouldn't overcomplicate what our purpose is, but that through the power of the Holy Spirit, we would walk in purpose every day as we carry your message of love, light, and life to a world that needs it so desperately. We love you, Lord. We pray these things in your name. Amen. Hey, friend. Thanks for walking with me today. I'll be praying for you as you choose to stop sleepwalking and start living alive. I truly believe that when we walk together, we can experience the abundant life that Jesus promises. And if you haven't had an opportunity yet, Head over to my website, sarahrgautier.com to get your free Alive Living Field Guide. In this field guide, I give you a practical exercise about how to clarify your core values. Core values inform everything that we do, so it's important that we get clear on what's core so that we can walk well in this abundant life. Let's continue walking together and building one another up to live alive one conversation at a time.